Welcome to the Shorthand States here on the Guernsey Press Politics Podcast. I'm Simon Delarue and with me is Matt Fallais and we're here to review the action on day three of this state's meeting, the Thursday. And uh, well, we started off with consideration of accounts this morning. Uh, this is what they were talking about last night and we were back on the same subject uh, again this morning. Uh, this time with the, uh, the major accounts of the states as a whole out of the way, we had those of the utilities or non-incorporated entities, depending on which uh, definition you want to use. And um, Matt, you were listening into one about the ports. How are they faring? Yeah, well, the, these kind of debates about uh, the, the, the accounts of state-owned companies are, are always a bit odd. They, they veer from uh, the sublime to the ridiculous at times because you've got you know, very major issues, um, uh, but the states members can't actually do anything about them because the accounts are just obviously a historic record of last year's financial performance. There's also the fact that when this, uh, when the documents come out that they're going to discuss, we of course report on it, so that it's all out there already, it's not sort of new, but they might come to the party with some sort of observations they might want to make. Yeah, and so that's what happened. So on the, for example, on the ports account, the airport and the harbour, a um, couple of items raised were uh, the, the future opportunity to make the ports more profitable by um, commercialising some of the land side activities. And Deputy Peter Roffey, the, the president of the STSB, which oversees the ports, spoke about uh, the ports acting more commercially in the future. Now, that obviously, that's quite a substantial issue. Uh, but alongside that, he was also fielding questions which Deputy Aidan Matthews had asked about the quality of coffee uh, in one of the concessions at the airport. And Deputy Rolfi had to say that there had been an issue with one of the concessions. But that kind of gives a flavour, no pun intended, of the uh, the range of items that get uh, raised uh, on the state's account. So they're always quite interesting to listen to, but with absolutely no real um, concrete outcome at the end, because all the states do is note the company's financial performance from last year. Yeah, it was a similar story with the accounts for the Guernsey Water. Um, and the Guernsey Water, I'm so very Guernsey saying that, that way. Um, but uh, this was on the basis that, for example, David Zalyle, uh, said uh, made some comments about the levels of glyphosate. This is obviously something he's spoken about many times before, and uh, we've reported on, on this podcast many times. So that was one of the items that got up, lots of other bits and pieces. But at the same time, there was a, a fundamental issue that uh, was a bit of a sort of shot across the bowels of the public out there, I think, really, when uh, Deputy Peter Fairbrush, Chief Minister, said, uh, well, it's very well run, the Guernsey Water, but ultimately it's not charging anything like in fees what it needs to um, to actually bring about the funds to make the investment in infrastructure that's needed. Deputy Peter Roffey agreed entirely. Um, you know, increases in uh, fees have in charges to customers have not kept up with inflation recently. And I think the the uh, overbearing sort of message really was that uh, they're going to have to eventually. So I think we can look forward to uh, drastically increased bills. There's a bit of discussion about cesspit collection as well. Uh, a question about whether it's really right that. Um, the cost of the 
um, operation to empty cesspits um, brings in in charges only about a third of what it costs so so yeah the charges are only about a third of the overall cost of that um, and Deputy Vita Roffey said well yes yeah, a bit of a moral dilemma they do discuss it very much because those people who have cesspits it's not their fault that main drain hasn't reached them yet and they are um, at the same time um, already paying wastewater charges on top of their cesspit collection charges as well so uh, that was the upshot of the uh, discussion on Guernsey water uh, what was the uh, what were the other accounts uh, well, I don't know if Dairy was next, but Dairy was certainly one of the um, uh, trading companies um, uh, debated. So Deputy Roffey used that to explain some of the financial challenges the Dairy faces around continuing in its current location because the STSB feels that the Dairy should be relocated. Um, he said that the dairy could save more than £1.1 million pounds a year in, in running costs if it was relocated to a more modern, uh, you know, had more modern plant in, in a, not necessarily in a better location, but had a, a new dairy facility. Um, and he also said that some work had been done. Now, I couldn't quite work out whether this work had been completed or was currently being carried out, but there was an indication that the costs of maintaining the equipment at the existing ageing dairy rather than relocating to a new facility might be in the region of around 10 or 11 million pounds. So he was building this case saying, yeah, it's understandable that in any kind of debate about capital project priorities, schools and hospitals might be prioritised or even things like extending Alderney's runway, but then, and the dairy wouldn't be. But if we continue with operations at the dairy as they are, we're going to end up facing very significant you know, millions of pounds of additional costs, which could be avoided. So I think that is likely to be an issue which will come back to the states later this year when they revisit their capital priorities. And when it does, I'm sure the, the phrase spend to save will be uh, will be used. We'll be hearing that a lot, I think, in September when all these priorities uh, are debated. You know, where are we actually losing money hand over fist and how can it be uh, prevented? Um, there was also um, the accounts of States Works actually went through uh, on, on the, relatively speaking, on the nod. And then finally, we're able to move off from accounts and start thinking about, uh, oh, the, sorry, the waste. Oh, yes, <laughs> this was rather... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I had completely forgotten, but you haven't because you've been working on this quite hard since because the um, debate on waste led to a bit of an argument, it's fair to say. Yeah, quite an argument. Um, so, th- I mean, really, this is an issue that had nothing to do with the, the accounts of uh, Guernsey Waste. Um, whether there was all that much interesting debated in, in, in the, you know, the rest of the debate, I, I'm not quite sure because the, the, the thing became dominated by this row. Um, which we're going to report on quite extensively tomorrow. But in summary, um, there has been a tender process for uh, the a new contract to um, deal with the island's food waste. And uh, the, the normal kind of tender process has been run, but, but some deputies are very unhappy with the way the tender process has been run. Um, Deputy Roffey for STSB thinks that these deputies are unreasonably championing uh, a company which was defeated in the tender process and says they, you know, they 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 ought not to be political influence in that sort of thing, and they should get out. Um, uh, they say that the, uh, the 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 tender process is you know doesn't allow for proper open competition, um, and Deputy Roffey uh, accused those deputies of of making scurrilous accusations against the STSB. Um, they said the STSB wasn't 
engaging with them and with the local company concerned. There was a real row about this and it looks as if it might continue because Deputy Carl Meerveld, who's one of the deputies involved, is threatening to bring a raquette which would bring the whole, potentially bring the whole tender process and the future of, um, of curbside waste collection um, onto the floor of the assembly again. So we'll have full reports about all of that in tomorrow's press. But that's another issue that, that looks like it might, um, might rumble on for a while. Yeah, I mean, disagreements over the direction one might take is one thing, but accusations of impropriety in, in a tendering process, that's kind of the sort of thing that can sort of develop very quickly, can't it, get out of hand? Yeah, I mean, I, I, as soon as we heard this, um, you know, being said, I, th- that that is quite a, a, a major political story, really. I mean, it's at this stage, I, you know, it's knockabout stuff in a sense. You know, one one group of deputies or one committee um, alleging uh, impropriety of deputies who are alleging a flawed tender process. I mean, that it is a political row, uh, but it could potentially have quite serious implications for states' tender processes in the future. So, um, uh, you know, the, we say full story in, in tomorrow's press, and it will be interesting to see how that develops in the months ahead. Uh, and then uh, this afternoon, what I've been listening to, uh, largely where we had question time, and though that proved quite interesting, actually. We had some questions from Deputy Gavin St. Pierre to the Development and Planning Authority, uh, so they had to be answered by Deputy Victoria Oliver. And uh, really what he was getting at in that, without actually naming it initially, was the um, the process of deciding not to have an open planning meeting for the development of La Grande Mar Hotel site. Um, and um, he and others chipped in with a few questions and uh, really they were concerned that the decision appeared to be um, somewhat uh, subjective rather than uh, he had asked about the criteria that were um, laid down for this sort of uh, decision and Deputy Oliver said well you know it's a, it's a matter of judgment based on a number of factors um, that was picked up on and saying well you know it must be subjective then how did this all come about she did reveal uh, if it hadn't been revealed already that the vote was 3-2 in favour of uh, not having an open planning meeting so there obviously had been some uh, close debate about it but um, I think it's fair to say that she was re- um, reasonably sort of defensive on the defensive anyway um over this but um it sort of uh, didn't really amount to a huge amount of new information uh, being revealed on it i imagine however that it's not the last we'll have heard about this um reference was made by deputy aiden matthews uh who's clearly rather obliquely referencing um a comment made by deputy oliver about not having realized quite the height of the uh, pylons that have been erected there when he said that uh, if the cl- if the plans had been uh, clearer would there perhaps have been more um, representations made by the public, which was one of the factors she mentioned as being uh, something that would inform their decision about an open planning meeting. Um, so, as I say, we haven't heard the last of that one. Then um, there's um, also there was a, a, a few questions on Herm School from Deputy uh, David Delisle. Um, and again, you know, it's not, not something that either Deputy Andrea Dudley-Owen or indeed ourselves feel particularly comfortable discussing at great length because of the uh, very small number of families that are uh, uh, in that school. But assurances were given that um, decisions have been made on an educational basis rather than on cost cutting. Um, and then there was one other thing that happened this afternoon, which I reported on, and yet I've completely I think, forgotten. What was it, the statement from the Committee oh, the motion- for Home Affairs? Uh, oh, yeah, well, there was that. Yes, could you want to talk about that? And I no, because, because I, I, I wasn't covering that. I, I was uh, trying to pick up information on this, this row about... Um, about the tendering process for for um, collection of food waste, but 
No, Deputy Proud did give a statement to... to I think the main theme of his statement was that on a number of policy areas they have made significant progress, but there wasn't a huge amount of time for him to give detail of what that uh, progress was. Only 15 minutes. Uh, only 15 minutes, no, so not, not a huge amount of specifics, um, but nevertheless, you know, it, he, he's... A, I've said it before on this podcast, I think he's a, he's a diligent committee man who, who uh, likes to get things done rather than a, a sort of dynamic orator on these things. But uh, he, he nevertheless gave an update to uh, members on that. And then, um, then we had uh, a rather curious uh, tale to end the day with, which was um, the motion to withdraw um, a, a particular policy letter which came in from uh, Deputy Neil Inder, backed by Deputy Steve Fuller. Um, the, this is on the behalf of Economic Development. Um, they had been looking to suspend competition law so that they could uh, allow the purchase of Airtel by Shaw in Guernsey. Um, but then they've now come to the States and said, naturally, we want to withdraw that proposal to suspend the law because it's no longer relevant. The deal's no longer on the table. Why? Because the Jersey Competition Regulatory authority have stepped in with their own judgment on it and uh, the game has changed so we'll hear more about that later in the year they promised because they will come back with something that's more relevant to the actual circumstances uh, because uh, the two telcos and the jcra are still in discussion so they're expecting some progress on that at some point uh, i think that's pretty much covered it <laughs> i think there was there was a proposal to debate an appendix report, wasn't there? The, 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 the children and young people's plan. Yes, there was. Um, and that, which was unsuccessful. And that, well, that motion to debate it was unsuccessful. So uh, the states will come back tomorrow, but uh, a few members who I was talking to at the end of the day were saying they, they didn't think there would be a need for more than an hour, maybe two hours tomorrow. Uh, so quite why they weren't able to finish um, sit until half six or something this evening and finish i'm not sure but they, well, they don't do much they of that <laughs> i'm looking forward to getting home <laughs> uh, but it will continue in, into a fourth day uh, despite the agenda being you know in in substan sub substantive terms quite light indeed well uh i will be back here tomorrow to sum up uh day four uh matt you'll be uh taking over the reins back at the office so uh, I'll be here on my own. So perhaps uh, uh, once again, I will grab the nearest deputy, uh, as I did earlier this week, and uh, discuss proceedings at that point. So stay on this feed, and uh, it's lucky dip. Let's see, let's see who I manage to find. Uh, but for now, good night. Good night.